Hey, dear Tyler, good morning. How are you doing? I really hope you're good. I hope the weekend has been fun and awesome. Um, mine has been good, as usual. The weather is particularly hot here. Um, it's been raining sparingly. Um, but, yeah. Anyway, so, like I promised, um, we're making Dear Tyler episodes now twice a week. Right, so, keeping to my promise on that. And um, this morning, we would be having Nicole. Um, Nicole has shared her story before, though not in person. I was one that narrated her story. And today, she has another lovely story. It's a Bible story that is um, particularly very important for each and every one of us. Um, The way she captures it is really, 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 really epic. And I'm sure you're going to have fun. So the next voice that you would be hearing would be Nicole's voice. So please, dear Tyler, let's welcome Nicole. Hi, dear Tyler. How are you doing? It's good to be here. This is Nicole speaking. Though that's not my real name, I feel to you know. It's my alias. <laughs> Anyways, I'm grateful to Binga for giving me this opportunity to uh, for you to hear my voice. It's quite a big one. So, thank you, Binga. And I'll get right into the business of today. So, today, I want to tell you guys a story. It's a popular story, but I'm sure you never you not never you might not have observed or seen it in this light while i was studying the book of matthew it came to me in a whole different light and i was like wow this is amazing i need to share this okay i don't know how am i going to tie to this let's see don't be forget oh sorry don't be quick to forget his miracles yes so the story is practically about disciples of Jesus Christ, you know, being with him, seeing his wondrous miracles, his wondrous work. And this particular story, they saw a similar miracle happen, and yet they had very little faith in it happening again. Okay, so now let me give you a quick background of the story. A multitude followed Jesus into the wilderness and he was teaching them, ministering to them, healing them, delivering those who were oppressed, healing those who were sick and all of that. That was part of his ministry on earth. And then it was getting into the it was getting into evening and there was no food. Jesus was moved with compassion. Yes, he's Jesus. He loves us. We are his children. And he can't just leave us hungry. He couldn't leave them hungry. So he asked his disciples for what was available. And now this is where the story begins. <laughs> so now in Matthew 14, 17 and 18, I read, And they said to him, We have here only five loaves and two fish. He said, Bring them here to me. Now, Jesus blessed the bread and fish and told them to serve it round. Guess what? It went round. Now, how many people ate these five loaves of bread and two fish? Let's see it in Matthew 14, 20 and 21. So they all ate and were filled 
and took up 12 baskets full of the fragments that remained. Now, those who had eaten were about 5,000 men besides women and children. <gasps> 5,000 men besides women and children ate five loaves of bread and two fish. Oh my goodness. And I like to believe that the women were more than the men. Maybe double the price. I'm sorry. This is no money. <laughs> Forgive me. <laughs> Maybe double the number of men. Yes, I'm guessing that the women and children about 10,000. Probably why they never counted them. So they just used the men to count. And even when we look at our generation, you see that women are even more interested in things like this. Even more than men. And, um, well, it is quick disclaimer. It's not a fact. I'm just, it's just my wild imagination. Anyways, Jesus fed them and they were all satisfied and had 12 baskets extra 12 baskets full from five loaves of bread and two fish that's a miracle a very huge miracle now as i read further this was in chapter 14 in chapter 15 of matthew there was another case of multitude versus jesus versus no food and as a, as a disciple of Jesus, Neil, I would expect you to be relaxed. To just get ready to be wowed again. Jesus has done it before. He has fed 5,000 or say 15,000 people with five loaves of bread and two fish. So this case, as we can see, as I read in the Bible, this case, they were just about 4,000 in Matthew 15, 34. No, not Matthew 15. In just, just in that Matthew 15, if you look at it, there are about 4,000. But when Jesus was moved with compassion and wanted to feed these people, he, he, he asked his disciples, he said, he asked if they were just like, what do you have? That's the same kind of question. No, before then, his disciples told him, in Matthew 15:33, let me read. Then his disciples said to him, Where could we get enough bread in the wilderness to feed such a great multitude? <laughs> great multitude. Oh my god, why is this alarm stopping this message? I hope it didn't stop. Let me see. No, it did not. Forgive me, it was my alarm clock o'clock here anyways uh where was i mm-hmm. so the disciples of jesus christ asked them where could we get enough bread in the wilderness with you such a great multitude and guess what there were just five thousand men and probably six thousand women and children making ten thousand people jesus was so patient he said in matthew 15 34 how many loaves of bread do you have? And they said, Seven loaves and a few little fish. Hmm. When I looked at this particular verse, and I looked at the fact that they said a few little fish, I was almost, I was like, even if I wasn't there, I could be very sure that the fish that they called a few little was definitely more than two. Because that was why they could not say the number. The first time they say two fish, but now a few little fish. Who knows how many? And I 
couldn't just understand what was going in fact they, I, I practically felt like giving them the realization knock like what is wrong with you each of them think you want come wake up come wake up wake up but Jesus was quite patient with them and he just did his wondrous miracle again and fed the 10,000 people with seven loaves of bread and there are few little fish in quotes quick warning quick warning there be careful what you call little be very careful what you call little I don't know what God has put in your hands they are calling little just like these disciples but be very careful anyways the word is enough let's move on and guess what they got 7 extra baskets after feeding the 10,000 people they got Jara extra baskets 7 food by this time that happened twice that happened twice you just think like okay the disciples have learned their lessons you know they're not confident in jesus as in they know now that jesus can come can, he can create out of nothing but but the disciples of jesus surprised me they shocked me they amazed me they are witnessing it oh, anyways let me continue so now he okay in Matthew 16 the next chapter when I saw it I was like hmm. anyways let me give you the background just this time around it wasn't multitude but was Jesus it was Jesus and his 12 disciples let me emphasize on the fact that they were just 12 12 disciples, just the 12 of them. Okay. So they went somewhere because they traveled a lot, you know. They, they were sojourners. That's the word. And um, I think they were supposed to carry bread for lunch. Or, I, don't, I really don't know, but they forgot to carry bread with them. And now, the people that were used by Satan in those days and times, specifically the Pharisees and the Sadducees we know their stories Jesus was warning them he told them in Matthew 16 I'm not sure which verse I didn't write it specifically beware of the living of Pharisees and Sadducees it was a very big message to them a warning you know what living is living is more like um, I don't know maybe like yeast for bread so because it was related to bread the disciples of jesus christ started wondering okay what does master mean about beware of the living of pharisees and sadducees and then they gathered themselves together the 12 of them and they started rubbing minds they're trying to decipher what he meant like they do that a lot if you read the bible and jesus speaks in parable they'll start asking among themselves what does he mean what does he mean so they had their little meeting and they're like, okay. In Matthew 16, 7, they then concluded, after their, their little mind drops, they concluded and said, oh, definitely. Jesus said we should be aware of the Pharisees, the leaven of Pharisees and Sadducees. It is because we did not bring bread. <laughs> it is because we have not taken bread with us. And 
Jesus being Jesus, being God, he was aware of what they had said amongst themselves. And he said in Matthew 16:8, Oh ye of little faith. And I'm like, yes, about time. About time. <laughs> this is the third time, like these people. Then he said, let me continue. Why do you reason among yourself because you have brought no bread? Mm-hmm. In Matthew 16, 9, he said, Do you not understand or remember the five loaves of 5,000? Ha- how many baskets it took home? So, 12 baskets, if you remember from the story, 12 baskets. And remember from my own calculations of 15 people. <laughs> then in verse 10, he said, No, the seven loaves of 4,000, and how many large baskets you took home? Yes, they took seven extra baskets. So, why were they thinking about bread now? Like, bread should be the least of their worries. Anyways, let me pause here. Before you, Tyler, before you think of jumping and shouting, tell them, Lord, tell them, tell them, tell them, just like he's doing it to shout. Calm down, calm down. Take a deep breath. Let me take mine. Mm. <laughs> Examine yourself. Examine yourself. Check the areas of your life you've been worrying about. Have you been doubting God? Have you been doubting that God will come through? In my own case, hmm? me, in my case, God has been so faithful to me. Like my life is a living, walking testament of God's mercy, His faithfulness, His miracles, and so many other things have benefits I've enjoyed. But they're just like some in any areas of my life i'm like god are you not seeing this one what is happening what is happening <laughs> but then this story is teaching me teaching us stylers to be careful to be careful and not forget his benefits and not forget the great and mighty things he has done in our lives and let's trust him completely to come through when we need him when we need him for our miracles for signs for wonders for whatever it is that we are looking on to god for look back look at the track record of his miracles count your blessings name them one by one do you understand there's this there's this is it travis green or who sang this song <laughs> if he wait what's the song again if he, if he has done it before, he will do it again. One, two, three. I'm not sure if I got the song right, but I, I know I know it's something like that. Forgive me if I was wrong. But then, if he has done it before, he will do it again. Yes. But the truth is, what the miracle we are waiting for, actually, is also waiting for us. But... It's not waiting for this version of us. There's something that we need to do. It is waiting for an upgraded version of us. So what do you do while waiting for God's miracle? Instead of worrying, instead of thinking that, oh my God, when I going to answer my prayer, I've been praying for this thing since 1900, but no answer. What should you do? Get to work. Tyler, get to work. Build capacity. Build capacity. Depending on the area you are waiting for God. For God's mercy. For God's miracles. Is it mentally? Is it physically? 
do you need to build your capacity emotionally do you need to strengthen your spiritual asana what study prayers as in so many things that you need to do and you'll be amazed at how much of god's blessing you can magnet when you yeah when you're building intimacy with god you know the bible says seek first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and all other things will be added unto you so build relationship build a relationship with god build intimacy build yourself up you know learn study if it's job you are waiting for take courses online there's so many resources available to us stylers and you'll just be amazed that when the opportunity comes for god's miracle you're already you're already prepared you're ready so i hope this story i don't know if i if i don't anyways let me not be like the disciples of jesus <laughs> i'm sure i passed the message well and i hope you got it all right thank you so much for your time and au revoir bye Hey, dear Tyler, please can we appreciate Nicole for such an amazing, amazing story. She really did well. You, um, you know, by the time you start this whole podcast stuff, right, you'd really get to understand how tough it could be most times to communicate things. Like you could talk and you'd be like, oh my gosh, just like five minutes, right? But then for, for this, she really did well and it's amazing to to see the thoughts that she captured and i hope that you're blessed i'm almost certain that you were blessed um so i'm just here to round up a little bit you know it's very important that we 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 remember the faithfulness of god there's an instruction that god gave moses to give the children of israel and he told them that you know keep a record i'm paraphrasing i said keep a record of all these miraculous works right and tell them to your children right so that uh, in the time of trouble, right, they can glean on it and remember my faithfulness. It's really, really important that we take out time to consistently remember the things that God has done. Now, the thing about life is that, you know, as human beings, beings, we have a very limited vision. So that you can't see things by your side, you can't see things behind you, you can only see the things that are before you. So it means that generally the things beside you and the things behind you even though they exist, they do not have an effect on you um, because you're totally unaware of them. It's not within your direct periphery. Now, um, what happens when we face challenges, right, is that when our focus tends to the challenge itself, it becomes magnified and then we lose consciousness of the things that God has done. So it means that we literally have to make a conscious effort to turn around and then to focus on the things that God has done before, right? Or the things that God is doing at the moment. Um, you know, scripture says, uh, behold, I do a new thing. So it means that God is saying, I need your attention to see what is happening now, right? There's something that I am doing and that is what I need you to see because, um, once your gaze is on that right 
you tend to lose the consciousness of the other things. So take, for instance, in a deep, heartfelt expression of worship, because your focus is, you know, really deeply rooted in God at that time, you tend to forget all of those other things that used to bother you, you know, the stress that you came in with. Your your heart is just, you know, being poured out before the Lord and you're just enjoying His presence, seeing His faithfulness, seeing His goodness. And within that period, faith is being built up. Um, and then the moment you turn your gaze away from Him, the realities of your um, challenges, you know, begin to eat you up and then you tend to forget the faithfulness of God. So think about... Um, Peter, right? The disciples, you know, Jesus was praying at one side. He told them to go ahead, that he would meet them. And there was a storm. Jesus was walking on water. And Peter, being the bravest of them all, or the one that had mind, um, asked the Lord, you know, if it's really you, tell me to come out and meet you. And he, you know, the Lord was like, okay, come out. And, you know, Peter started walking on water. But the moment Peter's gaze turned to the water, he started living the realities of water, right? And so what are the things, water causes things to sink. You get, um, and he started sinking, you know. And then when he called out to Jesus, immediately Jesus was there. And as he gazed back on Jesus, he started living the realities of Jesus. And that's what happens to us every time we we focus on God, we begin to live his realities, we see him as he is. So scripture says that as we are transformed, or uh, paraphrasing, um, as we behold him, we are transformed to the image that we behold. And so we literally become like the things that we behold, literally, right? So it's very, very important. If you're looking for faith, remind yourself of faith testimonies, remind yourself of faith stories, right? Remind yourself of the things that the Lord has done for you especially if it's a recurring thing um like what she spoke about i think like three different instances of bread being multiplied um it's 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 kind of hard yes you know living in this whole body the whole flesh you know it's it's pretty difficult so i'm not going to deny the fact that there are um, little challenges here and there but this is the most important thing Right, that um, we tend to um, draw strength from as many things that the Lord has done for us, as many things the Lord has done for us. Um, you see, there's a part in Psalms where David spoke about the whole, you know, emancipation of the children of Israel from Egypt, and how he said, "Your mercies endureth forever." Right. Um, so when they're recurring things remember that the lord has brought you out of it before are you in debt right now there must have been a time that the lord came through for you now remember that and in the in the blessedness right of that testimony right build your faith there and then make your requests known right so you could call god by the name of that miracle the God that provided for me since a social time, the God that did this, I know that you can do it and I'm putting my faith in you, right? It helps you to focus and it helps you to build your faith, really. So one of the things that we should actually do is we should learn to write down the things that God has done for us. Keep it as a memorial before you. The last story I'll share, I think I've shared it in one of the podcasts before, one of the first podcasts that I did, what do you see? Um... When David killed Goliath, he asked for the helmet and the armor of Goliath. 
and he hung it in his room and God was telling me that David left it as a memorial because he knew that Goliath would not be the only giant he would face but when another giant comes before him he would look back at the testimony the armor of a giant that God had helped him slay and he would be like the God that helped me slay this one would help me do the same you see when he came before Goliath right he came before Goliath the testimony the Lord that delivered the bear and the lion into my hands will deliver you into my hands today so you see that his confidence right was hinged on a testimony that he had with God right so don't forget do not have amnesia do not have amnesia about these things right don't forget the faithfulness of God there's this beautiful song that says um, bless his holy name sing his praises forever and forget not his benefits there's another song I think um, a song that I wrote way back faithful God so your deeds are ever before me your benefits I won't forget because every miracle I've ever seen or heard assures me Lord that you'll do it again oh faithful God God of wonders, God of glory. Oh, faithful God, you are good. You never change. Oh, faithful God, you are Lord and you are able to do that mighty miracle again. Right? So it's very, very important that we keep the focus on God, his faithfulness and the things that he has done before. Right? Um, St. Tickles has said something that God is more willing to answer than we're willing to ask right so god is really just looking for faith in our hearts looking for faith in our hearts so keep these testimonies um with you so i really hope that you've been blessed um on thursday we're going to be talking about another topic you know we're doing a series on the fruits of the holy spirit and we're going to be talking about joy so it's really going to be good and next week monday we're going to have another um oh wow next week Monday is my birthday Anyway, so I don't know if I'm going to do a birthday post. I'll just leave it, you know, randomly and then allow somebody else to share a story. Um, But yeah, but I really do hope that you've enjoyed this. And if you'd really like to share any of your stories, you know, it could be something that you learned from scripture. It could be, um, you know, a personal life experience, you know, or just, you know, anything that you feel other people can hear and draw encouragement from please feel free to reach out to me you know on instagram um or via email you know uh, deartyler at gmail.com and that would be amazing we would find a perfect way to share your story right so thank you again tyler do remember that i love you i believe in you and i'm always rooting for you bye